Let's start over. And hey, gang, welcome back to the Joda Podcast. Hello. That's Da. This is Joe, and this is Cooper. And uh, <laughs> this is part two of the story of a uh, really bad fall I had back where I fell on ice, fell on my neck, and uh, bruised my spinal cord and was paralyzed. I had to have uh, very, uh, very risky spinal surgery. Um, and uh, thank God that went well. And uh, this, uh, if you if you missed any of that, check out the other one. Check out part one. Uh, part two now is rehab. I think somewhere in this area, you should put like a picture of the gnarly scar that you have. Oh yeah, he's got a big scar with a triangle in the middle. Like it's nah. It's a huge scar on his neck. But uh, I I couldn't wait for rehab. I was yeah. I was in the hospital, and it was just like I just wanted. Maybe this was high in the sky thinking, but I was just like, just give me the rehab, and I'm gonna punch through this, and we're gonna we're gonna, gonna get back. It. We're just gonna get home. Get home. Get home. <laughs> he was he was very motivated. He, re, yeah, re, he was not prepared for the slow no. slowness that it. Was. Uh, they transferred me to Metro Rehab facility, mm-hmm. and um, I was there for three months. Three months uh, of physical therapy, occupational therapy, uh, learning how to walk, learning how to use my fingers again, Just buttoning the, buttons, use the restroom, use the restroom. I mean, he went okay. So he fell to recap he fell december 13th of 2013 he had emergency spinal surgery and then he was in icu for a while with a tube down his throat for a week or so and then he went to rehab and that was just before christmas i don't remember the exact date you went to rehab but it was just before christmas i was just so depressed mom and dad came to see me they me. Spent, you were there and they spent some time with me and i was just i I wanted him to go. So because so the people who were in rehab before him who were there for a while, they were allowed to go home for Christmas. You have to be in rehab a certain amount of time to be able to leave. And so I went and I decorated his room while he was in rehab the one day. So when he came back, it was all Christmassy. And then um, it was a nice surprise. Me and his mom and dad went for Christmas. But he was so because it was only like you and like one other person. It was like a ghost town. And it, was it was like so hardly anybody there. And he was just, he, he was just like, I don't, I just want to be alone. And so Laura and Milton, his mom and dad went home. They live about an hour away. And then I was just like, are you sure? And he was just like, I just want to be alone. He was so depressed. And so I went home with my cat and had, had Chinese food for me. Left mm-hmm. my husband in rehab by himself. It was hard. One of the, one of the memories I have, casting crowns. They've got a song called Praise You in the Storm. And it says, uh, to paraphrase, God, I thought by now you would reach out and taken my pain away and saved the day. And But here I am still in this, this rain, this storm. But I will praise you in this storm because you're the God who gives and takes away. And it's by God's grace and his power and love that I draw breath and he gave me this life he, if he wants to take it back it's his to take back if he wants me in a wheelchair I'll be in a wheelchair if if I walk out of here it's his will but I'm going to praise him no matter what because 
I'm alive and he's obviously got something for me to still do. And I'll tell you, I was blessed with some great therapists. I was blessed with some great nurses and I wasn't always the best patient. I got grumpy. I got mad and angry. And when you, when you can't stand on your own, people are helping you stand and can't get off of a therapy table yourself, painful and it's frustrating. It was three months of just hard work, but God brought good people into my life. There were some, uh, there were some clients there that were in very serious accidents. God put them in my life to lift up my spirits. And one of them was, was this teenage girl named Susie. She had a um, sled riding accident. She at she first into a tree. Slid down a hill. Wasn't it called Suicide Hill something or something? Like and she was on a ventilator and everything. Mm-hmm. We but, didn't even hear her voice for a long time. Yeah, for the for the first, we first met her. several weeks. So we, she would just uh, they had her in the wheelchair and point to stuff and she would try to cheat with him. She in would therapy. try to help me in my therapy. <laughs> if I was missing one of the little pieces, she'd be like, no. <laughs> but once Joe got a wheelchair, like she and him would race down the halls. They would, you know, yeah. they would, she, she made him have fun. Unfortunately, Susie passed away soon after going home from, from rehab. She, clot. It was really sad. She was so young and she's a twin sister. And we just, the family, when I couldn't be there with Joe, they, like they would take care of him, get him drinks and snacks. And like, they were just, you know, we really, we really love that family. We love Susie. She just, she really brought fun side of Joe back out. You know, the only way I can think to describe Joe during that time, he was a giant baby. It was having, it was like yeah. having, he, I mean, his nose itched. I, he couldn't do it. You know, he needed to use the restroom. He needed help. He needed to help sitting up. We had to have a transfer bench to get him into a wheelchair. I mean, it was very much helping him feed. Lift, a Hoyer lift to lift me up out of the yeah. bed and set me in the wheelchair. It's it you lose a lot of your dignity when you can't do this kind of stuff on your own. Somebody has to clean you up. You're going to do it. and it, but praise God. The longer I was there, the harder I worked, the more control I got back. The the pathways between. My my brain and the nerves and synapses and everything was starting to reroute and connect again. And I had I had great therapists, which goes a long way. If you've got people who actually care about you, take the time to work with you, kick your butt, to make you do the work. I remember being the shockiest, shockiest. Oh, it's what. The, the shock, most shocking. Thank you. Um, thing about is when they put a piece of paper in your hand and you couldn't crumble. Like he yeah. couldn't take a piece of paper and just crumble it. And I just remember being like, so. But I was inpatient for three months. Uh, and then I was discharged to go home. And. Uh, well, before he could come home. Yeah. He had to come home in a wheelchair. So. Yeah. And so I, we lived in an apartment and it was a walk down apartment there was all stairs and so i had to work with the apartment complex that i worked with the only building there that had an elevator was a building for 55 and over 
And so I had to find out if we could move there. And they allowed us to. And so while he was in rehab, um, he wasn't allowed to come home until I could move. And so the only thing that they had available, we were we were in a huge two bed ground floor apartment. Which I miss that apartment. I really like that apartment. Yeah, Cooper did. That was the first home you knew with us, huh? Um, and we had to move to the tiniest one bedroom <laughs> in in this manor house in this older people home. He had to, you know, by that point you could do a walker. You were able to to walk a little bit on the walker, and Around so the house a little. Bit, so, so we had to remove. It was awkward, but we had to remove the door of the bathroom so the walker could go through, and I had to hang curtains up. I'm yeah. sure my family loved to come over and pee in our house. Um, <laughs> but, you know, God opened up those doors for us, yeah. I, and it was able. I was able to still keep my job. And when he did come home, if he needed me, my boss was like, "Just go." Like it was just, it was perfect. It was. I was right on the property where I could just run home to him. All he had to do was just call real quick. But we had. Uh, you know, I was moving my, our, myself, and um, my family came up, and then I had my cousin and her husband, Kathy, and Doug came down on Kat, my cousin Kathy's birthday from Michigan to help me move. Like, that so was sweet. so freaking touching. I, like, I I don't know, getting emotional. That was so touching. But, you know, and then also the the guys I worked with, the maintenance guys, like my my boss had them take some time to just help move a lot of my stuff. Like it was just God just God moved. I mean, it through those hard times, you just bad things happen. Even to Christians, yeah. bad things happen. It's because someone accepts Jesus as their personal savior. They don't have a get out of suffering. We have a God who loves us and provides for us. And our faith grows stronger. So, yeah. Did it suck being in a wheelchair? Absolutely. Did it suck being in the ho- the hospital all that time? Absolutely. Hated it. But you know what? God moved in such mighty ways, and I saw him acting on my behalf, maybe then more than ever before in my life. And whenever I get down in the dumps nowadays about something, or I get depressed or angry that oh the car broke or all that hey hey remember when you couldn't walk but took care of you he brought people into your life to help take care of you he got you walking and i'm not a hundred percent i don't have full feeling back i i'm very topsy-turvy walking i can lose my balance very easily and i can't move my neck very much so i'm not a hundred percent but you know what? I'm walking. And just a few short years later, when it was all said and done, God called us to move to Minnesota for me to do the radio ministry I'm part of now. I mean, is Joe 100% physically? No. No. But you know what? He is 100% of how God needs him. He is 100% of what God is doing in the ministry right now. And that is all he needs. I mean, we don't need to be 100% physically to be 100% for our Lord. And that that's and that's where we are right now. I mean, I don't we called we called Minnesota our faith move, which we'll talk more about that later in another pod, podcast, but but I don't know if we would have moved here if that fall didn't happen because that fall and your paralyzing and coming back from that was a big faith shift for us. Yeah. I mean, it really taught us to trust God and it really taught us to trust God in the daily little things and really taught us to appreciate 
holding a piece of paper in my hand and crinkling. And the little tiny things that we take for granted. And he brought you through this. And now I can tell others about my experience. And I have on the radio. Mm-hmm. I have in person at my church. I, when, whenever I can, I share this story. And I, you know, I also have to say I've noticed, for me anyway, I don't know how, how it's for you, but because of what we went through, when, we, when I see someone struggling, not only do I pray for them, but I think if when I was in that situation or a similar situation, what helped me? You know, it, it's great to pray, and prayer is a great, a great tool to use for people during that time. But I, what I appreciate is people who stepped out to be the answer to prayer. Yeah. And, and that's where I try to focus my attention is I pray and ask God where I need to be an answer to prayer. But Joe came home, and it still wasn't over. No. Still had to do more rehab. I had to go back. Had to go back into Cleveland for outpatient rehab for probably what another. I mean, because you you fell in December, you went right back to work in December. So it was right yeah. up till December I, the following year. It was almost a year to the day. It was to the day. Yep. A year to the day that I fell that I went back to work full time. Yep. And another another shout out to CBS Radio. They held my job. They had somebody fill in for me but they never replaced me. When I was ready to go back, I, d- I got my job back. So we're probably going to wrap this up, but whatever you're going through sickness. today, sickness, loneliness, depression, whatever you're going through, today, you're not alone. Jesus is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. He loves you. God loves you. And uh, you matter. You matter. So much. No matter how dark it is, there is a light. I think we're going to wrap it up there, you think? I love you. God loves you. And he'll keep keep you you forever. forever. Guys. Bye.